Welcome to an all-new episode of the Fast Friends Podcast. I'm your host, Logan Cummins, at Logan Cummins on Twitter, and on today's episode, I'll try to make friends with radio personality Austin Huff faster than I would receive a busy signal when I'm trying to call in and win concert tickets. (laughs) Every time, man. Hi, I'm Logan Cummins. I'm a former pro wrestling creative, a mediocre stand-up comedian, and a ranch-dressing aficionado who lives beyond my means. This is my weekly podcast where I set out to make friends with each and every one of my guests. Sometimes it works. Other times, not so much. Austin, welcome to the Fast Friends Podcast. Logan, dude, thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. I do have a question about like the callers uh, uh-huh. before I forget. Why do you yeah. guys always pick, why do you always say caller number nine? Why is that like the one that you... Uh, it's, we do 19. Uh, you do 19? I've heard nine yeah. a lot. I don't know. The uh, I, I don't know. Well, because I, I feel like if we did, because we're US 99, if yep. we did caller 99, we would be there for like an hour. Like it would be, we'd be there forever. So I think it's just keeping the nines and like nine is too little, uh, but 19 is like just enough. So, and it is funny because it's like right as soon as we start teasing the fact that we're giving away tickets, the the lines just light up. Yeah. It's absurd. I d- my other confession, though, is that I, I truthfully don't really try to win tickets anymore because I don't like being around people. <laughs> so the last place I want to go is a concert or, you know what oh, I mean? So you, yeah, so you love the <laughs> pandemic. That was Absolutely. like, you're like, finally. <laughs> it's it's actually made it way worse for me. Like, I always had like sort of crowd anxiety and stuff before, but now I'm like, I mean, I'll be in a meeting at work and there'll be like four people in the room with me and I'm like, this is way too many people. Like, these people yeah. are up in my space. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but That's anyway. funny. Um... Like I said, thanks for doing this. This uh, The podcast has three rounds, so I'll just go real quickly sort of through the premise, and then we'll just jump right in. Sure. Um, the first round is called the fast-forward round, so these will be just things that I have found out about you in my research online, asking you questions okay. about your life. Um, the second round is called Five for Five. It's named after a, an Arby's culinary deal from the 1990s, where you get five <laughs> roast beef sandwiches for $5. I remember. I remember oh, the Five God. for Five. My dad was a big Arby's guy and would always take me. Oh, that's amazing. My dad would usually get it on the way home for dinner because like my mom worked in in the evenings. So he'd be like, he didn't want to cook, you know, so he was like, right. <laughs> drive yes, through that, and get this. Same, same with my dad. He was like, all right, let's just go to Arby's. I'm craving yeah. it. You're craving it. They have the meats. Let's just yeah. do it. Yeah. My cholesterol was probably high in like sixth grade. So thanks, dad. <laughs> uh, and the third round is called the fast friends fortune teller. Um, so we'll use a paper fortune teller right here. Uh, like from elementary school, one of these gimmicks. Uh, oh, very to pick nice. An activity. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll end with a friend request. Okay. Well, we'll jump right into the first round then. If you were a professional wrestler like Kenny thought maybe you were earlier, we would say <laughs> that you are hailing from Brentwood, Tennessee. Yes. Um, so I looked up Brentwood mm-hmm. and I love that on the website for the city, the official city website, literally one of the bullets, top few bullets. One of the wealthiest cities in America. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah, you brag about it. That's great. Yeah. What? The, the, the high school parking lot in my high school, and I went to the public school, so I didn't even go to okay. like the rich kids, the school. I went to the public yeah. high school, and the parking lot was like Mercedes, you know, Mercedes, uh, you know, uh, uh, what they were like, like Hummer. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the H2. That was like right when the H2 came out, you know, it's yeah. so like hummers like trucks like souped out trucks and it was like i drove like a 97 chevy blazer (laughs) i love that that. (laughs) so were you guys like how did you guys fit in there then like Uh, your family 
We fit in well. I mean, we're, I mean, I came from an upper middle class family. Sure. Um, and it's, my dad was in the music business for a long time, okay. uh, which is why, what led us to Nashville. I was born in Los Angeles. My dad worked for Capitol Records out there. We moved okay. to Nashville at a young age. And, um, and yeah, so it was, I, I, we weren't like super wealthy, but right, right. I mean, I, enough yeah. to like fit in. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cause, uh, the other thing I noted is like, or saw, and it, I don't know, cause I've not been there, but like people like Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks have a house there. Yeah. Dolly Trisha Parton. Yearwood lived at like the, at like in my neighborhood at the, at the front entrance of my neighborhood, <laughs> Trisha Yearwood's house was right next door. And That's then if amazing. you kept going out my front neighborhood down the street, let, not even a mile, probably like a stone's throw, seriously, uh, Alan Jackson's house. Okay. So it was it was literally tucked away amongst, I mean, there's so many. You yeah. could go anywhere in Pro and, and there's country stars or or Tennessee Titans like living yeah. amongst there. So <laughs> how, was, uh, how was your trick-or-treating then? Uh, it was great when we would, <laughs> if we had someone that could drive us, cause it was too far of a, of a walk, at least from okay. where I lived. Cause I live kind of towards the back of the neighborhood, but, uh, to Alan Jackson's house. Yeah. Uh, but you could not go up to the door at Alan Jackson's. You could only go to the edge of the gate, which was at the edge of the driveway. But he always gave away like full size candy bars, which, you yeah. know, as a kid trick or treating, yeah. that is, those are the houses you got to hit up. So, yeah. and yeah. it was never Alan actually handing them out. It was like, well, you know, one of his henchmen, yeah. but of course, of course, who cares? Who right. cares? You I'll still take have it. the candy bar. Yeah. That's all I wanted. I didn't care about meeting Alan Jackson. I just wanted a freaking uh, king size Twix bar. Absolutely. So I remember, uh, I, I grew up in a really small town and it like is pretty, um, let's say lower to middle, middle class. Sure. <laughs> um, and I remember one year like going trick or treating and this lady was giving out nickels. And, and, and like somebody that was in line in front of me was like, uh, a nickel. And she's like, you don't have to take it. And she like reached in and took it back. And I was oh, like, no. oh no, that's amazing. Oh uh, my gosh. Well, yeah. well, my nickel back. And then she just gives you, then she just gives you a Chad Kroger CD. You're like, no, that's not what I wanted. That's okay. I heard a Nickelback song on the radio earlier this week and I actually was like singing along and I was like, what is your problem? Logan, I have a take and I, in fact, I made a video about this last year. Nickelback, like, I feel like it's time we revisit Nickelback because they, they don't, they don't deserve all the hate that we gave them. They are the most... Like people say like, oh, well, they never, they sound, every song sounds the same. They never change their tune. But then yeah. when you have a band that changes their sound and changes their tune, we start to hate them. Like Maroon 5. What yeah. happened to the songs about Jane Maroon 5? Like now they sound electronic. We all hate them. Yeah. Nickelback never changed their tune. They stayed the same and they're like self-aware and they, you, and you can do this. I'm, you can Google if Nickelback were ever dicks, I don't know. It, can I? I don't know how I can. What kind oh, of language can, I can use on this? You podcast. can say whatever you want on this. Podcast. Okay. All right. Uh, the Nickelback, like you'll never read an article that Nickelback were dicks. Like they were. Yeah. They, I mean, they're Canadian, so you know they're yeah. super friendly. Sure. And so, and this is how you remind me. I will argue to my death that that song still slaps. I yeah. love. This is how you remind me. So, okay, I'm trying to think. Like when Nickelback was was Nickelback like. Were, did they fall victim to like the first, uh, no, not really. I'm trying to think like when, you know how like sometimes like 
songs just get played out and then you're like, I never want to hear this band again. <laughs> well, so that is, this is how you remind me. That is the yeah. story. Cause it, pl- it was on the radio probably twice an hour, every yeah. hour. Like yeah. it was, it got overplayed and people, I think people got sick of it. And then they came out with photograph, which was a little ridiculous. And then, yeah. you know, a couple, and they just came coming out with same music that sounded the same. And people just started, they became like the, and that was like about the time, like the internet was blowing up. Social media yep. was blowing up. So it became the it became the cool thing. It became the funny thing to make fun of Nickelback. But I would argue that there's much worse bands out there to be to take that torch from Nickelback and be the new bearer of our yeah, jokes. Absolutely, absolutely. Maybe they should do a reunion tour. I think they should. Goes. I would go. I would go. I, I, would, I call would and too. win tickets to that. <laughs> I would too. I would definitely go. Oh man. Um, I I love how like you're literally you're like yeah I hate going to concerts but like Nickelback coming back (laughs) you'd be like I'm in I'm like that I am in for well I've learned my lesson because like sometimes when people go on reunion tours and if I didn't see them the first time around and I haven't gone again, then like I, I like live to regret it. So yeah, anyone that, that listens to you or like follows you or anything, you obviously knows that you're a big sports fan. What was your first, what's your first memory that you have related to sports? Ooh, good question. Um, probably like T-ball practices would be my like, like, uh, well, and I remember like, so my, my parents are both from, uh, central Pennsylvania or from Pennsylvania. My mom's from Philadelphia. My dad's from central PA, okay. uh, just outside of state college, Pennsylvania, where Penn state is. So I grew up a massive Penn state fan and I used to watch Penn state games with my dad, um, sitting on the couch. And, yeah. uh, and I remember him just teaching me like, you know, like what an interception was and like kind of just teaching me about what I was watching. Yeah. Um, and, and then I just became obsessed and I started, uh, in 94 Penn state went undefeated. And like that year, like I memorized like every score from that season and, you know, and like, I I just, I just became obsessed with watching sports. And then I was obviously playing sports nonstop. So, um, what sports did you play as a kid? All of them for a while. Uh, I, I played soccer until I had like a bad coach. Then I was like, okay, I'm done with soccer. (laughs) And then, uh, um, but I played baseball and football through high school. And then uh, I played basketball. Wasn't any good at it, but I played it. <laughs> um, and I, I enjoy playing it, even though I suck at it. It's kind of like golf in that sense. Like, I like going golfing, but I'm terrible at it. So, um, but yeah, so I, I, I just play anything. If, if there's a ball and it, it's getting me active, I like to do it. So Okay. All right. What about um, okay? So, like, as a kid, did you have any idea what you what you wanted to be, uh, or like what you wanted to do, or like did you have alternate things before you decided like radio and broadcasting were kind of where you were going? Um, I, I yeah, I wanted to. Growing up, I wanted to become a sports center anchor. I wanted to okay. be. I wanted to go into broadcasting. I knew that at a young age. I grew in middle school. I would wake up an hour earlier than I needed to, which is crazy to think about now because I. <laughs> I love sleeping in, um, which is ironic that I do a morning radio show. Uh, <laughs> and I would wake up an hour earlier than I needed to to watch two shows. And I would say that these two shows molded who I am today. I would watch uh, a half hour of Sports Center, mm-hmm. and I would watch a half hour of Pee Wee's Playhouse. <laughs> <laughs> 
Pee-wee's Playhouse is so good. And it would that was essentially like who I was. And I would I would get the word of the day from Pee-wee's Playhouse and I would bring it to school yeah. and me and my friends, like whenever someone would say the word of the day, we'd all go, ah! You know. <laughs> do, do you remember Jambi? Oh yes. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. I had a friend oh, that was Jambi for Halloween one year, and that was like the greatest the greatest costume. That is a great and because it's so I feel like nowadays it's like it's so inside baseball. Like it's yeah. no one like very few people will get Pee Wee's Playhouse references. Yeah. God, it's so good. I need to go back and watch it again. It was yeah. such a good show. I, uh, I, I loved it. I it was it was so ridiculous. <laughs> and then obviously Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh the movie. Uh yeah. Tim Burton's so first movie. It's so good. It's so yeah. Tell him large Marge sent you. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Ten years ago on a night just like tonight. Worst accident I've ever seen. It's so good. Let's go. Let's move forward a little bit to high school. If your time in high school was like that of Bayside, which character would you have been friends with out of the Ooh. six of them, or or well, all not, of them? Not not Jesse Spanos because no. she she did caffeine pills, mm-hmm. and no, I stayed away from. Uh, um, I would say pro- probably either Zach or AC, and I know that's cliche, um, <laughs> but I Screech was a little like. I hadn't. I I wasn't like a person that like. Oh, if you were nerdy, I stayed away from you. But like yeah. Screech was just weird. Yes. Screech like he wasn't just like like yeah like they 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 took the nerdiness of Screech and and bulked him up to a thousand. A million and, percent. And so <laughs> I think just by default I would go Zach or AC. Probably Zach because AC was an ultimate jock and like I I. I I played a bunch of sports, but um, I wasn't really like I didn't like outside of playing the sports. I didn't really hang out with the other jocks. Okay, like I had a group of friends that did not play sports, and I hung out with them. So probably Zach, just by by that definition alone. Um, I would I would have had a huge crush on Kelly. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, I do still. <laughs> right. <laughs> She, oh my gosh. Jesus. Yeah. She is yeah. Uh, Do you remember do you remember the episode where um I think it was Kelly's sister called into the dateline? Kelly's younger sister and ended up like having a crush on Zach? Yes. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. I do remember that. <laughs> I remember being like, "Damn, even Kelly's sister is hot." You yeah. know, like as a teenager. Right. Yeah, it's like how uh, Jen Anderson's sisters on uh Friends were Reese Witherspoon <laughs> and um the chick from Anchorman, I think. Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And she was from Married with Children too, man. Oof. Yeah. Loved watching that show too. Um, were you outside of sports? Did you, what else did you do in high school? Did you or, or did sports like pretty much take up most of your time? Because it, it does take uh, up a lot of time. Yeah, sports took up a lot of time. I did uh, in in high school. I did uh, what we called TV Pro, um, which was basically like the broadcast class for my high school. Um, and so I did a lot with that and that was a lot of filming and video editing. And, um, for a couple of years I hosted like the in school announcements program. And, um, like I was, I was uh, one year I was co-anchor co-anchor the other year I was like the sports guy and, uh, and we would do, we would do promos uh, we had like a pub, my high school had a public access channel and okay. we would, we would air the football games. 
Okay. And so I played football, so I was in the football games, but we would we would air them uh I think live on on channel nine and then we would re-air them on Tuesday. So okay. to promote those, we made these promos and every week we made a we made a new promo. Um, a new, like, just creative, ridiculous way to promote it. And we came up with all of these ridiculous ideas um, and and would film them, edit them, and then they would air on loop on um, on Channel <laughs> 9, like, you know, whenever there was no programming going on. And it that was some of the most fun things that I did because it was, one, it, it allowed me to be creative and allowed mm-hmm. me to do things that... Um, you know, it, it allowed me to just like showcase, I guess, my video talents and um, and sometimes my acting. When I would I would be in a couple of them, so I would act in some of them. <laughs> and it was um, they were so ridiculous to the point though, where like people within my small town of Brentwood would like talk about them, and they would be like. They, they would talk about them like they were Seinfeld episodes, you know, like, oh, what's your favorite? Which one's your favorite? Oh, I like this one. Oh, I like the one where they did this. And and I would I would be like at the grocery store in my hometown and people would be like, hey, you're that guy from Channel 9, you know, and like my, the public access channel. I'm like, who is watching this? Yeah. And and then uh, I remember the w- most wild thing was we were on spring break my senior year. In Gulf Shores, Alabama. Oh, God bless. And some little kid came up to me and was like, you're that kid from Channel 9. (laughs) And I was like, we're in Gulf Shores, Alabama. Like, what is going on? It turned out, I think he, I mean, obviously he was from, you know, the area. He was from the middle (laughs) Tennessee area. But my goodness, it was like, so that was, that was just a lot of fun. And it was just cool to like, like as a high schooler, high schooler to like experience that. Yeah. Do you have any of those on tape on video? I said on tape cause I'm old on video. Yeah. Still? Uh, <laughs> no, I think I have both. I think I have them on tape and on video. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Someone, um, a buddy of mine like digitized them. And so I, I do have some of them. I think they're on my Facebook page, like deep yeah. in the archives of my Facebook page. But during high school, is that when you worked with Russell Dickerson? Uh, so yeah, the, my, the summer between high school and college. So my senior, right after my senior year of high school, before my freshman year of college, uh, I, I got a job at fossil gene company in the cool Springs Galleria in the mall and, um, fossil, like the watch company, they wanted to kind of try and compete with Abercrombie and like create, like get into like the apparel business and, um, so they launched like 23 stores across the country and one of them was in our mall and they rec- they had recruiters out there. We were walking by in the mall and I was looking for a job and they recruited me and sure enough, like over that summer, you know, I'm working, I, you know, I met a lot of different people from around the, the county and everything that were working there and Russell was one of them. Yeah. I didn't think twice about it, you know, sure. like he was a cool dude. I liked him a lot and, yeah. you know, we were, we were friends through work. Facebook comes out, we become Facebook friends. Um, (laughs) and we, we become, or like, I I just start seeing them, you know, falling, keeping tabs on them through Facebook. And he he starts, you know, starts playing gigs and I'm like, Oh, I didn't even know he was a musician. Right. But you know, it makes sense. Everyone in Nashville is a musician except for me. 
and I uh, and then he his gigs start getting bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger. Then he drops an album, and I'm like, oh, he's really good. Yeah. And and then now he is like what he is today. He's he's opening up for Tim McGraw on his tour this summer, yeah. and yeah. he's going to be at uh, Windy City Smokeout in Chicago. Like I. He's like, I just, I'm so proud of the success that he's had, uh, knowing that we at one point folded jeans together. <laughs> Abercrombie, what a time to be alive when those were in the mall everywhere. I know, right? You walk you into s- an Abercrombie and I think I'm still smelling like Abercrombie fierce. I was going to say, you can in. smell it like yeah. from two wings away in the mall. <laughs> yeah. You're <laughs> at the food court yeah. and you're like, I'm next to a Sabaro. Why am I not smelling pizza? Oh, it's because yeah. I'm smelling the Abercrombie from the other side of the mall. <laughs> And the food court, Austin, is why I couldn't fit into clothes at Abercrombie ever. Because <laughs> I was like, I'll take Annie Ann's over that any day. Oh, um, so good. What What made you go to Missouri then? Was it like you? Hey, I wanted to. They have a great journalism school, obviously, for people that mm-hmm. may not know. Was it that? Like you were like, I, yeah. I'm still wanting to do. Okay. Yeah. When journalism. I when I coming out of high school, I was I was only looking at schools that were tops for journalism and yeah. so i i knew that the top three schools for journalism were syracuse northwestern and missouri um and i i went and i toured syracuse and i toured missouri and i knew i couldn't get into northwestern so <laughs> <laughs> their, their journalism program was really good and i wanted to, at that point i still wanted to get into be a sports center anchor i wanted yep. to get into broadcast and while I was at Mizzou, I was like, oh, I do not want to do TV. I I do not. <laughs> it is too rigid. It's too tight. And during the summers, I was interning at a radio station, uh, a sports talk station in Nashville. And I just fell in love with it. I like I fell in love with radio, just the medium of, you know, it's it's a lot more loose. It's it's audio media. You can play with people's like the theater of the mind aspect of things. Mm-hmm. And I just, I fell in love with it. So I, I kind of pivoted while I was there. And I, so I started as a broadcast, uh, journalism major, but then I switched to strategic communication, which was still in the journalism school. And that was kind of more like, um, advertising and creative, um, in the journalism program. But yeah, uh, then I, I loved Mizzou. It's awesome. I still do. You actually played football, or you were on the football. <laughs> yeah, you were on the football team, right? Yeah, play is a loose term. Uh, I I practiced for sure. Um, no, I was a walk on at the University of Missouri, and um, it was one of those things where it's like I when I finished high school football, I didn't want to give it up. I wasn't ready to give up football, yeah. and um, and I was looking at like. Coming well, I and I said I was only looking at journalism schools. No, I was looking to see if I I could pursue football okay. at a school that offered journalism, and um, I had some like offers to, like D three schools, like real small, uh, you know, like a bunch of small schools. Yeah. And then I knew one of the coaches from Mizzou because his brother was my old offensive coordinator at, at my high school. Okay, and. We, so we reached out to him, sent him tapes, and he was like, yeah, come come walk on. So I was like, ooh, I could walk on and get the best possible education, or I could you know, go to the smaller school and get not as near as great of an education, but still, like, but like actually play football. Right, right. So I made the decision. I was like, ah, oh, it's better for my future. I'll do the, <laughs> I'll do the, I'll go to Mizzou and walk on. 
And um, yeah, I got my ass kicked every single day at practice. I was scout team. I was like literally the Rudy Rudiger um, <laughs> without recording a sack and having the entire stadium chant my name. <laughs> But like all the all the bad aspects that Rudy dealt with at Notre Dame, that was me. Um, but it was cool. It was I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. I absolutely loved it. It was they treat the walk-ons like scholarship players. Like we had to go to every meeting. We had to do basically everything. Um, and I got to go to two bowl games, which was a lot of fun. Oh, that's fun! Yeah, I was able to track down your um, college football bio. This oh, no. is where I found out about your. Quote, spot on impression of Regis Philbin. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I have to ask you if you can do that. But I also want to know the story of, of how it happened at a talent show in El Paso. <laughs> so I love Regis Philbin. I love him. Yeah, who doesn't? Like he is, he is, I, when he died, so he died the same weekend my grandmother passed away. And that, that was one of the hardest weekends of my life because it was like, I lo- I lost my grandma who I loved dearly and was very close to. Mm-hmm. And and then on that weekend when we're literally I was up in Pennsylvania for her funeral and that weekend I find out that my favorite celebrity of all time passed away and I was like, "Oh gosh." And if you if you listen to us in the mornings, we we play a lot of trivia games on our show. Yeah. I always say, "Let's play." Yeah. And that is my that is my homage to <laughs> Regis Philbin from I his Who Wants to Be a Millionaire days. But um, it is um, Regis. Uh, yeah. So I. So during two a days, I got invited to camp my sophomore year um, uh, on the football team. And and like so two a days, if you're a first year player at two a days, you had to do a skit. And okay. so I grabbed my best friend who was also running back um, with me and then the kicker, um, one of the kick walk on kickers. And we did a skit together where it was like an E true Hollywood story about our um, uh, equipment manager, he, our equipment manager on recruiting visits. He would always say, um, you know, oh, you want gloves every day? We got gloves every day. We're one of the 10 Nike promo schools in the entire country. We get stuff sent to us all the time. The newest, latest Nike gear, always, always. It was like it was like Oregon up here and then Mizzou and like the nine other promo schools were like right underneath Oregon. So okay. greatest gear. Except when you got to Mizzou, he was the stingiest dude on earth. <laughs> You would literally go to him and be like, I've got a hole in my shorts right now. Can I get a new pair of shorts? And be like, make them work. And so like, we, like our whole skit was making fun of that. It was, it was, uh, you know, I, uh, uh, it, I've, I literally only have one shoe and he'd be like, make it work. So, uh, my buddy played the, you know, played the recruit, my other buddy uh, and the kicker played, uh, or, or my buddy played Don, the, the equipment manager the kicker played the recruit and i did this regis impression and we were the only ones that like actual actually put an effort into it so i it made an impression amongst the football team it was funny because it was like one of those things where it was like i was a no-name walk-on and then we did that skit and then everyone on the team know, knew who i was yeah our um football operations guy who actually ended up becoming mizzou's head coach barry odom he's now with arkansas he's their defensive coordinator he um came up to me one day uh during a bowl practice, our, one of our first bowl practices. And he was like, hey, so at, at El Paso, at the Sun Bowl, they host a talent show every year. He's like, I need you to do like uh, do one of your skits. And I was like, what? 
I was like, what, what do you, he's like, he was like, I need you to, to, to do what you do. And I was like, do what I do. What does that mean? And he's like, you know, uh, the Regis thing. So like, I come up with this idea. Okay. I'm going to, we had a guy on our team, an offensive lineman who looked exactly like Elvis. Okay. So I said, I'm going to, I'm just going to bring him up. I'm going to do like a celebrity who, who wants to be a millionaire, like skit. And I'm just going to have him be, you know, fake Elvis. And, um, on no, like a day before the talent show, he's like, I don't want to do it. He backs out. So I'm like, SOL. I'm like, are you kidding me? I got to come up with, so, so I ended up, I ended up just going up there the night of the talent show. So I walk up there and I just do, I just ranted about like things like the hospitality room at the hotel and like how they were, you know, how they were always out of popcorn there. And it was like, you know, like, and I just did like stupid, like I did like a monologue and it did. I mean, it played really well. People really enjoyed it clearly enough to where they wrote it on my bio. Like I don't have (laughs) everyone on there. Like if you go to any other player's bio, it's like was all state, you know, in high school went on to rush for 1500 yards and, you know, his freshman year, 2000 yards is his sophomore year. Mine is literally like he won a basketball tournament, a three on three basketball <laughs> tournament amongst the team and does a Regis film and impression yeah. that he showcased at the Sun Bowl. And it was like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. And, and so literally I get, whenever anyone finds out I played football in, college first of all they don't believe me then they google it <laughs> they see the uh they see the the bio mm-hmm. and then they and then they ask um and then they and then the next question is so you do a regis film in a freshman <laughs> yeah yeah well i was like i was super intrigued because like you said it's that's not something you would expect to see on your football bio it, it's and it shouldn't be, but like that's how I guess that's how bad of a football player I was. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, after college, you started doing well, you mentioned you were interning in radio stations, but um, mm-hmm. you started doing like producer roles, right? In sports radio mm-hmm. around Nashville, yeah. Um, yeah, what how did you end up going from that to like moving out west and working on the Jim Rome show? Uh, so it was exactly that. I, I was a producer and um, I just uh. I started, I kind of, I started out, te- I guess, technically as an intern. I worked okay. for free, was my first radio job. Yeah. Worked my way up. They, uh, Nashville launched a second um, FM radio station, and I was on kind of on the ground floor there. And they ultimately ended up offering me a job. And I got a chance to work with um, a guy by the name of Steve Gorman, who was the Black Crows drummer. And, um, and then he, that show we were on locally. Well, we were on weeknights, got bumped to, um, during the day, which was a huge, a huge upgrade. And then, um, and then ultimately that show got picked up nationally. Um, nice. and then, um, I, I did, did some work with him there and then I, I switched stations, jumped to the other station and I was just doing, I was just working my tail off with, um, with radio and, um, and then I run like a uh, like a comedy sports website on the side, and I was, I was growing that. I was building that, and a friend of mine DM'd me one day. I was actually on vacation, uh, an anniversary trip with my wife, and a friend of mine DM'd me and was like, "Hey, I think you might be interested in this." And it was a tweet from Jim Rome, and he was like, "You know, looking for a producer." 
if you think you have what it takes, send me, you know, resume, cover letter, and samples of your work. And so I'm thinking, okay, Jim Rome has over a million followers. Correct. He's, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's getting like thousands upon thousands of entries for this. So I was like, I even asked my wife, I was like, should I even apply for this? So I put it together, send it out. It was almost a year to the day that I started. So it was a long process. It was a long yeah. vetting process. My phone rings and it's Jim Rome's manager. And he's like, we want to offer you the job. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And yeah. uh, like probably a month and a half later, I'm moving out to Southern California, which was wild. And yeah. um, I got a chance to work with him for three or four years. And it was, I wouldn't trade it for anything. It was the hardest thing I've ever done in radio working insane hours mm -hmm. but it was i mean it was cool man i got to work under one of the best one of the titans of the industry one of the the guys who really kind of created the sports talk format that we know today and um it was it was ideal it was so cool what made you come back then because you you came from there and went to st louis right so i got a job i got a job in st louis and it okay. actually came down to a job in either st louis or nashville i was a finalist um for both, I ended up getting the St. Louis job and I just missed out on the Nashville job. And, um, and I led me to St. Louis and, uh, worked there for three years. And then, um, I was let go from that job, which is a rite of passage in the radio industry. You know, you, you're never fully in radio until you're let go. Yeah. Um, I think I've been let go from a radio job two times, three times, maybe two or three times. And, um, and so, and then, and then I decided to revive my website. I went all in kind of bet on myself and I was done with radio. I was like, you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to give up radio. Uh, I'd rather bet on myself. I'd rather have full creative freedom, creative control over everything that I do and really grew my website. Got some good momentum going. Uh, it was challenging. It was difficult, but it was, it was fun and I enjoyed doing it. And then, um, us 99 came calling i guess the, someone gave them my name and they reached out and they said you know we've got this opening with this you know woman named melissa yeah would you be uh interested in being co-host and i was like <laughs> it, it was weird because i i you know i'd only been a producer in sports talk radio you know yeah. I, i'd done some on-air shifts and things like that i've hosted sure. but never like my own show yeah yeah and like morning right like morning is like morning drive like that's a yeah 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 yeah, yeah, and yeah, and mornings, mornings in Chicago and on Country Music Station. I'd right. never done music radio before. Right. So I was like, are you guys like are you sure you have the right guy? <laughs> like you you want me? You know, that'd yeah. be like, you know, that'd be like uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers calling me and being like, Hey, do you want to play running back uh yeah. for us? And I'd be like, Wait, what are you talking about? I've never played in the NFL. The the only thing on my college bio is that I'm a I have a good Regis impression. <laughs> like, why would you want me? And that's what it felt like. Like Chicago, I mean, it's big time. It's the yeah. number three market in the country. And I was I I I was like floored. And I, I kind of like I didn't want to like say anything. I didn't want to be like because I, I was afraid if I said anything, like they were gonna be like Oh, you know what? No, you're right. You're not the right guy for the job. Yeah. So it's a little <laughs> and then like give fake it to it. someone else. Fake yeah, it so you I, make it. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So, um, <laughs> but yeah. And so I went through that whole process and ended up getting that job. And it was, I mean, it's, it's been awesome. I, I've loved yeah. every minute of it since. 
Um, are you naturally like, uh, so I know you obviously spent time in Nashville and you you said your dad worked in radio. Are you like a country music person in general, or have you sort of like had to grow into appreciating it? I, so I've always, I've always appreciated it. And it's like, especially the older I get, the more it reminds me of home, more yeah. reminds me of Nashville. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I mean, there, has there been a learning curve for sure? I yeah. mean, but I think they would have, there would have had to been a learning curve no matter what music genre of radio sure. I got into. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but, I, but I've always, I've always, and having those growing up in Nashville, having those connections to country music, like those random connections, like, um, Russell Dicker working with Russell Dickerson growing right. up down the street from Trisha and Alan Jackson. Um, I was in a, I was in a, uh, Jake Owen music video, you know, oh. like, cause <laughs> okay. you know, like my best friend was a, is a music video director and he, he put me in a couple of his music videos. So it's like they, and it's just, there's those, all those random connections from just growing up and living in Nashville. So I felt, it felt comfortable. It felt yeah. like home, like coming up into country music radio and, I'm so glad that I got the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, as somebody who listens, uh, I would say almost every day on my drive until I get, I drive pretty far. So, <laughs> so you guys start getting a little fuzzy when I get into Wisconsin some, uh, but it's, it's honestly great. Like we were super excited in our house when Alyssa was coming back and then yeah. you've been a great like, uh, partner for her. Well, on thank the air. you. So thank if you guys you. are listening. US 99.5, Chicago's hottest country. Yep. Or you can listen yep. on the Odyssey app if you're outside yeah. of Chicago. Six to nine, Monday, Friday. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's awesome. Can you, I do want to ask you, I think Corked Bats is the site that you're talking about, right? The one that you worked yes. on and grew. Okay. Yeah. How, like, where did that idea come from? Like, wh- how did it start? Why did you decide to like go in on it? Yeah. You know, and like actually grow it? It, that, so that started in college. Um, it was, I was literally me and a buddy of mine, um, a buddy of mine named Zach. Uh, we, we just wanted to make our friends laugh. Yeah. Um, like we both love sports and we wanted to make our friends laugh, like with our, you know, sports takes or blogging about sports. And so we just started it just to like, literally just to like our, our small group of friends just to pass it around with them. And then, so we, we started it and it was like, it was corked bats corked with a C like a normal person would spell corked. Um, and it was on Blogspot. It was a Blogspot website and it was the lighter side of sports from a to Z Austin to Zach. And the, and then, and then it was corked hyphen bats.blogspot.com. And I got so sick of telling everyone that hyphen saying that hyphen, mm-hmm. but corked bats.blogspot.com was taken course so then i was like well let's try spelling it with a k so it was available corked bats with a you know with a k yeah was available on the blog spot so it that's what it became it became corkbats.com and it just grew in college like it, it was you know passed amongst our friends our friends enjoyed it and then next thing i knew like more and more people were reading it and more and more people were coming up to me and uh and it was it was su- such a you know, it was, it was cool. And I, I, I loved that. Like, Oh wow, this is, you know, this is reaching a lot of the internet can reach a lot of people. Yeah. And, um, and then after about like a, I want to say maybe a year of doing it, uh, I get a, I get an email. I think it was an email. Yeah. It was an email from an ESPN producer, uh, for sports nation, the old show hosted by Colin Cowherd and Michelle Beadle. <laughs> 
and they said, uh, we want to make cork bat, you know, love the site. We want to make cork bats our site of the day. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And so, uh, so they put us on, they put our site on TV at the end of their show and, um, you know, our traffic blows up and, and I was like, oh, we can really do something cool with this. And, you know, yeah. you get those dopamine rushes and everything. And I, um, I decided, I said, okay, you know, like, let's, let's take this where it goes. My buddy, Zach, he dropped out after about like six months of doing it. He, he kind of got burnt out, but I had gotten other guys that wanted to write for the site. And so mm-hmm. kind of just build this thing up. Eventually we get corkbats.com. It's corked with a K and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and it, it just continued to grow. We, you know, we were on all the social media sites. Our social media started to grow and it, I just started, it, it was like a creative outlet for me. And I always yeah. used it as like a way to get me another job in radio and going back to the Rome gig. That was, I think what ultimately sold him on me was he saw what I, how I built cork bats from the ground up. Yeah. And he saw like our, our following on social media and stuff and was impressed by it. And I think he, you know, he wanted some of that. And so once I went out to, and he was adamant, he was like, you know, when you do come work for me, you know, you got to put all your personal brand aside and you got to come work for me. Are you, know, are you okay doing that? And I was like, are you kidding me? You're Jim Rome. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, oh, I don't know, Rome. Let me think about it. I give up cork spelled with a K bats.com or come work for Jim Rome. Yeah. I think I'll, I think I'll take the ladder there. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so that, then I, um, and, and then, so I put it on hiatus for like five years. You know, I still had the site up. I still, you know, had the socials. But I didn't didn't touch it for five years, which I mean, if you don't touch a website for like a, a week or a month on the Internet, yeah. that's a yeah. death sentence. So Absolutely. you can imagine what it was like for five years. And after five years of it being idle online, I, I re- realized like, you know, I'm still sitting on all these followers, I'm still yeah. sitting on like, you know, this website. I should revive this thing. And so right around the time I started getting, it's actually kind of funny if you think about it. I started, you know, I had one conversation with my best friend in St. Louis and I told him, I was like, I'm thinking about reviving the site. He's like, I think you should, you should do it. It was like, it was like, no joke. It was three weeks later and I hadn't even fully revived it yet, but I was just Mm -hmm. thinking about it. Three weeks later, I got let go from my radio job. And so then I was like, all right, well, you know, I think it was like my second day out of work. I just, I blogged and I said, all right, you know, I'm just going to do this on the side until I find another radio job. Mm-hmm. Then New Year's Eve hits and I'm, I have a conversation with a buddy of mine, Connor, who actually lives here in Chicago. And I told him, um, you know, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about going all in. I'm thinking about just reviving this site for good. And he's like, I think you should and yada, yada. And and then I told my wife, I was like, what do you think about like, you know, and my wife was actually in that conversation with Connor and he was, she was like, yeah, you should. Yeah. And I was like, are you cool with me? Just like kind of betting on myself and like she, and she works, you know, she has a full-time job. So she was like, yeah, she's like, you know, let's, let's see what we can make it. Let's make it a legitimate, you know, site. And so I kind of gave up radio in that moment. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go all in and, so all of 2020, oh, and then, and then sure enough, three months after reviving my sports, comedic sports website, 
all sports ceased to exist. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they all decided, oh, we're going to cancel our season because of this uh, this virus going around called COVID. Yeah, and that was that was tough. But yeah. but I I viewed it as, as a challenge because I'm a sports guy, but I'm also not. Like I love movies, I love music, I love. Mm-hmm everything else. So, and I think that was what kind of made me different in the world of sports talk radio was I, I, I really didn't want to talk about sports. I didn't want to talk about like the, you know, what a player's war was in, in baseball, <laughs> you know, like nobody cares about that. I want to talk, I want to talk about the most, you know, like who of the, who, what major league baseball player has like the best smile, you know, like things like, yeah. like just ridiculous <laughs> things like that. And that was what was always, I think made, cork bats play with people was because it was it was sports adjacent but it wasn't fully sports and so mm-hmm. the pandemic i viewed it as a challenge or i mean as a as an opportunity for the site and i used used 2020 to grow it 2021 got a little bit bigger started doing more things with it um us 99 came calling uh us 99 told me they were like you can keep doing cork bats on the side i was like okay yes that is Definitely. I'm definitely taking you up on that. And, um, and I've kind of been working like two jobs ever since I've been yeah. keeping cork bouts going and we've, we've gotten to grow. We've, we've had a few viral things hit, which has been awesome for our growth. And, um, and it, it gives me an outlet. It gives me an outlet to still do sports while working in an industry that is absolutely no sports. You know, yeah. our yeah. demo is 35 year old females. And yeah. so yeah. we talk very little <laughs> sports on Melissa and Austin, but on my side hustle, I can do as much sports as I want. Yeah. So. As long as you stay up till 11 o'clock. And, and that's probably <laughs> why I'm staying up because I'm working two full-time jobs essentially. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. We'll move on to the second round. Uh, this is the five for five round. Um, it's, uh, I have five questions prepared for you. I think you have five questions prepared for me or you can ask them on the fly. Um, mm-hmm. And you're the guest, so I'll let you ask your first question and then I'll ask mine and then we'll ping pong back and forth. Okay. Uh, you, uh, you said you're... Um, you, you said uh, you, you were talking earlier about concerts and how like you don't go to concerts or whatever. <laughs> I want to know yeah. what your last concert was. We went to a concert last summer that was outdoors at Ravinia. Uh, oh, <laughs> my wife is a, a big fan of the Yacht Rock Review cover. Band. Oh, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. OK. Yep. Sorry. It's now it's coming back to me. We had like reserved lawn seats or whatever or like a re- lawn space. And um, we've seen them like 10 or 11 times also. Oh, my gosh. And Ravinia and so, is one of my favorite places. It's like, fun. it is such a great venue. Yeah. You know, for a long time, I hated it. And it was because I wasn't doing it right. So, like, we would try to drive up and then, like, you know, it's like so we, we didn't do any of the stuff, like, bringing anything or, like, ordering in advance. Like, we tried to, like... I don't know. I don't know what our problem was. Like we just didn't yeah. do enough research. Right. Uh, Cause you know, people will roll up there with like a full on like dining room table and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's like, it's like tailgating an old Miss there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yes. it's insane and it's so cool. And, um, yeah, it, it feels like, you know, going back to Southern California, it feels like Southern California there. Cause you get yeah. the breeze from the lake and it feels like a Southern California, like type concert venue where it's like all outdoors and people are tailgating and have the the most elaborate nicest tailgates you've seen and i it's so much fun and great 
great music there all the time too. Yeah. Yeah. They just announced their season for this year. Yacht Rock Review is going to be there again. Yes. Um, so you'll the be same, there. Will you be I there back? I don't know. It's the same weekend as All Elite Wrestling. Uh, oh, yes. <laughs> their uh, um, pay-per-view that they do in uh, Labor Day weekend. So okay. I'm trying to, I usually do go to that every year with some buddies from around the country. So gotcha. I don't know, I don't know what we're going to see. But if not, yeah. we'll probably see them in August in Indianapolis at their outdoor like pavilion there. Okay. But Yacht Rock Review is great. They're another band that like we saw them at Joe's. Like, you know, it was like us and Drunken Moms from Naperville. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. And then like we've just seen them so many times and they're they're great performers. You know, they do the same damn songs. It doesn't matter. Right. <laughs> uh, they're great. So I don't know. Um, yeah, that was my last concert. It took me a minute, but I got there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it probably was Thomas Drett before that, though, if I'm being honest. Right. <laughs> my first question for you is I'm going to take a, a play out of your book uh, for the Melissa and Austin show. Mm -hmm. um, if you have to pick one's got to go, Waffle House waffles or hash browns? Ooh, ooh, that's tough. That is, is so tough. tough. Because I love the hash brown bowl, too. Like that, And that's a new, uh, a fairly new, like within the last couple of years, um, menu item. So if I, you know, if I, ah, but the waffle is the OG and the waffle right. is so good. Like the waffle is like, it's sweet. So it, I, I save it for my dessert. Yeah. Um, I guess the hash browns got to go. That's tough. Why well, it's mean. Tough. It is that mean. Is, why that you asked that? That's the meanest yeah. question I've ever been asked. And it's the um, first one. Like I promise the, the rest aren't at that mean. <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. I like how you start off with the meanest one. I'll, I'll say, I'll say hash browns got to go just because waffle, I mean, without the waffle house, there's, I mean, it's just right. a house. So yeah. not a waffle I, I'll, I'll say the, the waffle. It's so yeah. good. It is good. It is good. <laughs> um, which piggybacking off of that, and I had a question for that. When was uh, have you've been to Waffle House, right? Oh yeah, yeah. When when was your last trip to Waffle House? September of two thousand twenty-one. Okay, um, I was That's... I was yeah I was in Cincinnati for a wrestling show that my buddy was producing. Um, and went there after the show with uh, so good. with one of the wrestlers. To and they have them in Cincy, right? Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the closest one is going to be in Indianapolis. Yeah, uh, like four hours away. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, 106, no, 182 miles away. Yeah. Nice. We have Skyline Chili, and it's the same. Like, Indianapolis has Skyline Chili, because I grew yeah. up outside of Cincinnati. Um, so, yeah, it's the same. It's uh, it's rough. It's There are days, though, where I look at the map, and I'm like, I don't have anything I, else going on. <laughs> I'm, my wife is out of town next next weekend, and I'm thinking, do I drive to Indianapolis? You know, maybe pick up some Pacers yeah. tickets, hit up a Waffle House. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think technically Fort Wayne might be closer for Skyline Chili, um, but there, I do. I look it up, and I'm like, there are days where I'm like, I don't know. Like it's yeah. Saturday, you know. <laughs> right. I've got nothing to do. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, yeah. So I I went. I got the All Star Special. I think on that yes. trip. Yes. Yeah. Cause the first night I got a waffle, I went to waffle house two nights in a row. Like As you should. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, but the second night I got the all-star special. Yeah. It's so good. I, it's like everything about it is amazing. It's like the I, people, the ambiance. Well, and I, I love like you can go to any waffle house in the country and you know, you're, you know, you're getting the same thing. Yeah. The, yeah the, that's, everything. Everything I, is the exact same. Absolutely. I, that's honestly one of the reasons I love chain restaurants so much. I know people dog on chain restaurants all the time. Like, oh, I don't care. I, yeah. I am not one of those people. Yeah, I will. I love, oh, I love, love chain restaurants. <laughs> my second show or second show. My second question for you is what's a streaming show that you watched embarrassingly fast? The, 
House of Cards, I remember when it first came out. Oh, yeah. I've never that seen was that. like the first like Netflix original series, I think. Yeah. My I remember my wife and I, we watched season two in a day. Okay. Same thing wow. with Stranger Things. When Stranger Things first came out, I saw a trailer for it on Facebook. And this was before Netflix thought it was going to be a hit. Yeah. Or like, because that was one of those, Stranger Things became like the first Netflix series that was popular on social media before Netflix put any money into advertising for it. Sure. So it blew up on social media. Then like two months later, Netflix started putting like advertising dollars behind it. Then it exploded. Yeah. So I, and I, so I was very quick to Stranger Things before it. Like I remember just seeing a trailer about it and um, I showed it to my wife and she was like, I didn't think she was going to like it, so I thought it was going to be a show that I could just watch on my own. But she was into it. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'm not joking you, Logan. We watched it from 11... We started at like 11 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. By 8.30 at night, we were done with the whole the whole season. And it was so, just like, yeah. that's embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I get it. I get it. There are certain shows. There are certain shows that you just like get into, and you want to. You can't wait. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> definitely one of them. All right, your third question for me. Uh, what is uh, which I and this can either be restaurant or just anything. Yeah. Um, but selfishly, if you have a restaurant, that'd be great. But your favorite <laughs> thing about Chicago? Because I'm favorite? still technically new, so yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. trying to, you know, get a grasp on the city get some inside baseball yeah 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 um i do like okay i like wrigley field and i like going to see baseball there i think that cubs fans are really annoying (laughs) sure uh i'm a cincinnati reds fan so i love going to a cincinnati reds game wearing cincinnati reds gear at wrigley field i was gonna say yeah because that's that's a division (laughs) rival right there yeah yeah absolutely not this year (laughs) well yeah (laughs) We're not showing up to anything. Well, I was going to say, I don't even know what the Cubs are either. <laughs> I mean, geez, after that last year's trade deadline. Yeah. Your your T-ball team could probably take the Reds this year. Uh, <laughs> I don't, the only thing we have is, thank God Joey Votto finally joined like Instagram and TikTok. That's been keeping me alive. Yeah. Joey <laughs> Votto's really, the yeah, best. He's, he's the best. He's so great. <laughs> My third question for you is, did you have a stuffed animal as a child? And if so, what was its name? I did. I well, I had a lot, um, but I the two my two OGs, my two favorite. Uh, number two was a uh, was a koala, stuffed koala, and he had a he had a blue t shirt and a blue hat, and it was a Dodger hat and a Dodger t shirt, <laughs> and his name was Dodger Koala. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative. <laughs> yeah. The uh, and I I just loved him. I, I like the Dodger stuff was like worn off on the T-shirt and on the hat, but I I just loved him. A Dodger koala still to this day my my one of my best friends. Uh, and then I also had a stuffed panda bear okay. that was n- in no way shaped like a bear. If anything, it was shaped like a Nerf football. Okay, and it was it was like small. And that stuffed animal's name was Baby. Okay. <laughs> so I had Baby and Dodger Koala, my two OG uh, stuffed animals. Loved them to death. Still love them to this love day. Them. I love think them. I might have them somewhere, like in like yeah. a storage or like a box or something. <laughs> Maybe you could pass them down to your daughter. 
I would. Oh, I should. I I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like I, now I've got kids. <laughs> yeah, I've got an excuse to bust the Mac out. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that. Should right, probably get like, for- like diseases from it or something. It's so old. <laughs> you can wash um, it first. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you uh, being from Cincy, dude. How were you feeling during the Bengals run to the Super Bowl? <sighs> Incredible. I yeah. Mean, it was because that came out of nowhere. That they went. At- they literally Correct. went from. Not winning a playoff game since text messages were invented Correct. to going to the Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah. It was um it was one of those things where like every single week, as it started happening, in the back of your head, you're going, Well, it's I mean, like this is as this is as far as it's gonna go. Right. You know? Right. Like, right. And it, and it's like you're proud of like what they're doing and like the progress that they're making, but you're like, it's too fast. You know, like we can't we can't actually get to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, right, 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 right. And then I think my wife actually has a video, like the the very last game, like that they won to send them to the Super Bowl. I mean, literally, like we're sitting on the couch watching it or whatever, and she's like recording right on her phone. And like it's just like dead silence in our house. Like, it, like utter disbelief. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it was amazing. Um, and, uh, I think they have, you know, I, it seems like they're making some good, some good moves. So I, well, I mean, really the only thing they were missing was an offensive line and they, they yes. bolstered that. So, <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. geez, you keep Joe Burrow standing upright yeah. uh, and like for as deadly as they were without keeping him upright. Yeah. Like just think about how deadly they can be when they can keep them upright. It'll be yeah. I, the Bengals scare me, and but I do appreciate the fact that the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Like yeah. I loved <laughs> them beating the Chiefs in the AFC title game. I so hated them I. beating beating the Titans. Obviously, I was I a big Titans fan. But the but when they went to the AFC title game against the Chiefs, I was like, yeah, hell yes, thank you for for making that. And the way they beat them too. Like yeah. letting the Chiefs like get up like by three scores, like get they got and the Chiefs got super cocky, yeah. and then the Bengals just you know r- yeah. ripped the rug out from under them. I loved it. Every all of those games were very hard to watch, like in real time, you know, because it yeah. was like it was so up and down. Um, yeah, and and uh, it, you know it was great. It was great. It was it was a great season. Um, I am really sad that to, to see CJ Uzama go to the Jets. Yeah. I like him a lot. Like, um, but uh, yeah, his his personality, right? Like, he's just he's a fun he's a fun player. So right, right. But yeah, they. Uh, I I think next year will be good. I told my wife, I'm like, we're actually going to some games next year. Good, good. <laughs> yeah. You should. Yeah, we haven't. I haven't been to a live game since 2006. Yeah, I've yeah. I've. I've actually never I've been to Cincinnati a couple of times but I've never been to Great American Ballpark or Paul Brown Stadium like I've I've never and I really want to I really want to go to Great American Ballpark all right so it's my fourth question for you yeah yeah how long do you think you would last in the zombie apocalypse I like to think that I would last long but I wouldn't I, I think I would be like smart and stealthy but if it came down to like actually like if I had to like kill anyone, I don't think I'd be good at that. Um, I, I think I would have fun in it because like that kind of stuff is like, you know, just exciting to me. But like if I had to take care of others, I don't think I would be good at that either. But I would want to be in a team like but I would want to be with a group. Yeah, because I'm I don't think I could do it like I am like Will Smith. I am legend. I could not do that. <laughs> okay. I could not yeah. just be by myself. Maybe with my dog, but like, I'm like, like when my wife is out of town, like I'm with my dog by myself and it's like, 
I'm just like, I don't know how Will Smith did this for so long. And like, yeah. you saw like, he was like watching like the tapes of um, like pre-recorded like CNN, like, you know, like he would record CNN and just watch it on loop just to have some sort of normalcy. Yeah. I think after yeah. a while, like that would just, I would like memorize what the news stories would be that day. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I not that like I, a, I feel like I just answered that. Like I've thought about this so much. Yeah. That was a, that was a pretty, a pretty well-researched answer. All right. Your fifth question for me. The, uh, let me see here. I'm trying to think. Oh, let me ask you this. How did you meet your wife? It was in college. So, um, we went to a really, you remember when you were talking about D3 schools, we yeah. went to a D, uh, D3 school, okay. a small Catholic school on the West side of Cincinnati called the college of Mount St. Joseph at the time. Okay. Um, so she lived in the dorms. I did not. Um, and when I say the dorms, I mean, it was like one building. <laughs> that was it. So like the guys lived on floors two and so three. So the dorm. Yeah. <laughs> and then the girls lived on floors four and five and then okay. nuns lived on floor six for a while. Oh, they, they moved out. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it's pretty wild. Um, so my wife, Liz, lived in the fifth floor uh, and she was friends with um, my friend Sarah Beth, who I went to high school with. And Sarah Beth had uh, like a picture of of uh, of me and Sarah Beth from high school graduation. I had like the amazing like middle hair part. Yes. Yeah. The butt you know? cut. Yeah. It was so good. And she was like she was like, I actually like had a crush on you from the picture. And I'm like, first of all. That never happened in high school, so I don't know what the fuck made it happen in college, but thank you. <laughs> My last question for you is, what's the worst gift that anyone's ever given you? I think someone gave me a padlock one time. Wow. And I was like, thanks. <laughs> I'm like, you can lock stuff. Okay. Yeah, that's a really interesting gift. Yeah. I was <laughs> like, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, how do you fake it when someone gives you a padlock? <laughs> right, right. How do you, are you like, oh, I, I, I needed one of these. <laughs> Thank God. Oh, and it's uh, my size too. How, how'd you know? Um, that's amazing. That is, yeah, that's a pretty bad gift. Yeah. No offense. No offense to whoever gave it to Austin. Yeah. No, it's all right. Uh, you no, uh, it, it was a terrible gift. Yeah, Whoever's yeah. if if the person that gave it to me is listening, that was yeah. a terrible gift. Yeah, you need You're to step jerk. it up. You need yeah. to step it up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll do the fast friends fortune teller. So this is a. Uh, a little paper fortune teller. I'm going to ask you a couple questions that will reveal an activity. Okay. The first is, uh, in all these scenarios, you and I are on a road trip together in the car. Okay. So the first question is, um, if I ask you to start a boy band playlist, would you pick a song from One Direction, Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, or Sync? Probably Backstreet Boys. Do you have a favorite Backstreet Boys song? You are my fire. No, wait. No, what's the... Um Everybody. That's a uh, that's Backstreet's back, right? Um, yeah. And the other one is uh, I want it that way. No, no, you, you are. You are my fire, the one desire. Believe so when I say I want it that way. That is, um, yeah, that's probably my my favorite. I, I got a chance to see them live on their yeah. like as old people. Yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just a couple <laughs> years ago. Probably one of the best concerts I've ever been to, just yeah. because I could sing along with just about every song. Yeah, yeah, and that like that one especially is a crowd pleaser for sure. Yeah. Um, if we stop at a gas station to get snacks, from these four snacks, would you pick Cheez Its, Corn Nuts, Milk Duds, or Sour Patch Kids? Probably, if I'm hungry, Cheez Its. 
Yeah. More if sustenance. I'm not very hungry, milk duds. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, like because because uh, like if I'm if I'm wanting to like fill my stomach, I want like actual food, yeah, and yeah. cheese it's are the closest of those four. But Agreed. like if if we're just getting a snack and I'm like you know kind of hungry, I, I, milk yeah. duds for sure. I love milk duds. That's like a movie theater. That's in my Mount Rushmore of movie theater snacks. I love that. I love that. Those are. I usually don't get them because my wife also likes them. So then I get less out of the box. It, right, that's a good <laughs> and that's a good strategy. Yeah, you know Except you can't it backfires. You can't get the candy that your wife also likes because you know she's going to eat half of them. Yes, yeah. But my wife has started like, so she'll say Butterfinger is the best example. She's like, I don't like Butterfinger. And I'm like, great. So I would get a Butterfinger. And then like, it was great. I was getting the whole Butterfinger, right? It's yeah. great. And then one day she's like, maybe, I, maybe, can I have a bite of that? Yeah. Oh, and I was no. like, oh, yeah. no, 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 that's no, no, no. That's, that's a death wish. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, these aren't that bad. And I was like, shit, now I can't get Butterfinger anymore. Right. Yeah. I was like that with uh, Red Vines. Um, I would <gasps> get Red Vines over Twizzlers because I knew my wife didn't like Red Vines. Yeah. And then she tried some and then yeah. she fell in love with them. Aren't Red Vines amazing, though? I, I yeah. You know, there's a big Twizzlers Red Vine debate. Yeah. I'm like, look, why can I not like Tupac and Biggie? You yeah. know, like, why can I not love both coasts and enjoy best of both worlds? Yeah. And that goes back to like, I don't let a lot of things stress me out. I don't yeah. like to choose sides a lot of times. I like, you know, I think there's, you can find peace in the middle ground. Yeah. And I find peace in the middle ground of the Twizzlers Red Vines debate. I'm with you. Yeah. I like both. I really love Pool and Peels, though, if I go Twizzlers, which are kind of closer to Red Vines. Pool and Peels. Because then you feel like you're getting more bang for your buck. Yeah. You know, if you <laughs> if you pull them all off, you, then you're like getting like six, you know, licorice. Absolutely. As Absolutely. opposed to just one. Yeah. The last question is, we stop at an exit to get dinner. We're going through a drive-thru. Would you go to Arby's, Wendy's, Burger King, or McDonald's? Ooh, well, now that you got talking about the Arby's earlier, the five for five. Um, yeah. Oh, wait. Say them again. Arby's, Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No Taco Bell, right? No Taco Bell. I don't know okay, why I didn't... Taco Bell would be the answer, but yeah. of those four, you know, you get off the exit, you only have those four to choose from. I'd say Wendy's. I'd go Wendy's. Okay. All right. I like their fries the best and a Frosty. Ooh. And then, um, and I think they have really good burgers, too. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Honestly, Kenny, Kenny's giving me the approval. So absolutely. See, the good thing is, is out of all four of those, there's no loser in my book. I, like, I, I would eat at all of them. So and I, and I feel the exact same way. Um, underneath Wendy's is the game. Never have I ever this week. This has been coming up a lot, actually. So like the selections change week to week in the fortune teller. So I have okay. five cards from this game. Never have I ever. You okay. played never have I ever as a drinking game, probably. So sure. Yeah. Uh, I'll just read them in order. I'm very sorry if any of them are disgusting. Um, <laughs> never have I ever collected pogs. I've never done that. Oh, I have. So yeah, I go the, I go hand down or finger down? You would just take a drink or whatever. Okay. Take a, I'll take <laughs> yeah, a it's fine. sip. And if it's if there's a good story, you can tell the story if you want. Yeah, no, I was I was real big into pogs. Um, I I we used to vacation in California all the time. Obviously, my parents lived out there for a long time. That's where I was born, so we would vacation out there frequently. And um, one year in California, I I'm with a kid who was like a year older than me. You know, a son of a of my parents' friends, and he introduced me to pogs. And he was like, this is a brand new fad, brand new thing. And <laughs> I remember hearing that like 
oh, it'll take a couple of years for it to sweep the nation and for it to make it all the way to because I, you know, I lived in Nashville. Yep. I, I, I remember hearing it'll be a couple of years before it makes its way east to Nashville. Well, I remember com- coming home <laughs> and like a month later, maybe even I'm in a Target and at the cash register, like on the checkout lane, you know, they've got the all the candies and like cards and mints. There was pogs there. And I was like, they're all here. <laughs> and I and I and I just I started collecting them and I had the biggest pogs collection. I was <laughs> I was obsessed. And then, you know, you get the different kinds, you know, like your favorite cartoons, yep. your favorite um athletes. I had a bunch of athletes ones. Um random like corporations. McDonald's used to give them away in like Happy yep. Meals and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I was I had a lot of pogs. And I I might still have them oh again in, one, in the probably in the same box that uh, <laughs> baby and Dodger koala. Are in. <laughs> I love it. I love it. My youngest brother had them, but we were, uh, we did, I didn't, I think I was maybe like two, I was older. Um, so I didn't, I feel like I was, I thought I was too cool for it or something. Yeah. Now I would love them probably. Yeah. <laughs> Never have I ever been pulled over while on a date. Not pulled over, but I've run out of gas on a date before. And that oh. was awkward. I had to go to the gas station that was like less than a mile away, walk, fill up a tank, and bring it back. Uh, <laughs> well, my date sat in the car. Sat it was, in the car, yeah. Yeah, it was. It was. In fact, I think it was my wife now, Meredith. Uh, okay, it was awkward. My gas gauge on my car was broken. Okay, so I didn't know when it was low. I had to go by the mileage. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- again, this was the '97 Chevy Blazer. Correct. Yeah. It was, you know, it was, it was a piece of junk and it broke down all the time. I would mm-hmm. constantly have to jump it, but you know, the, <laughs> thus is life. It, it taught me a lot about cars. Absolutely. I had a car, my, the car that I had in high school, like wouldn't start when it was raining. So like I would have to get up super <laughs> early in the morning um, because it's I was like, like, I would have to like find an alternate way to school if it was raining out. Cause right. it it's like start. someone with like bad knees, like when yeah. they <laughs> ache when it's raining, you know, yeah, like that was yeah. your car. Yeah. It was a 93 Nissan stanza. I remember it. It was a, it was such a shit show. Never have I ever wiped my ass with leaves. Okay. I have done that. <laughs> I don't think I have. I... This probably speaks to how little of an outdoorsman I am. <laughs> Neither am I, but it was when I went turkey hunting with my dad one time. Yeah, um, see, I think that that's the story. I I have a friend who I remember I went camping and my friend took a crap in a uh, in like a little small little creek. <laughs> yes, and I was so I watched him do it, but I've never done it. Yeah, uh, it I, that was the only time I ever went turkey hunting. That sealed the deal for me. I was done. Well, yeah, I can imagine one wipe of the ass by a leaf, and you're probably done doing yeah. whatever it was you were doing when you yeah. did. Yeah, I don't, I don't even like one ply for God's sake. <laughs> Never have I ever had pics of me posted on Facebook that I tried to get taken down. Um, I for sure have done that. Yeah. 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 None, none like super embarrassing. Like none where I'm like, you know, in a in a halloween costume that's like yeah <laughs> you know like regrettable these days like nothing like that yeah but like ugly photos of me yeah yeah like sure not the most flattering and people right, tag right. you and you're like seriously like did you really have to post this <laughs> and the last one is never have i ever joined the mile high club i haven't no yeah. i'd like to though but 
Dude, I can I I can't even barely go in there and take a piss. So there's no I, and way. And that's that... the thing. It's like I don't. I wouldn't want to. If I'm flying coach, like maybe yeah. if I'm like on a flight to like Dubai, and you know, like I'm on one of those like those uh, United Arab Emirates flights or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Then yes, maybe then. But if I'm on like if I'm flying Southwest or like Phoenix, no, right, no, I no. don't want. I'm. The, those bathrooms it, that doesn't seem enjoyable i i wouldn't get the rush and how do you even get back there you know I, like they tell you like don't you're not allowed to stand at the in the laboratory door yeah like, i don't know how people do it if i'm being honest i don't it, i think it's a movie thing it's a it's a ashton kutcher and britney murphy and just married <laughs> you know made us believe that it's like a lot more easy than it is and even they struggled in that movie to do it so yeah, I'm, but now they've got those flights. Have you heard about the flights where it's like, where yeah. like you you go up just to become a member of the Mile High? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's almost like skydiving. You like you do it for the experience, right? Right, right. <laughs> Wait, I, do they but, only bill you by the minute though? Because I could probably afford that. Yeah, right. Yeah, you go up and you're right back down. Yeah, yeah. in more yeah. ways than one. <laughs> I'm like, no, we can just taxi. Yeah, right, right. It's fine. Oh, it's man. fine. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, I, I know they serve nuts on that flight, though. <laughs> oh god, we're geez, this is the this is the moment we've been building to, Austin. This is the friend request. So, in the vein of Facebook, based on our time that we spent together. Logan Cummins has sent you a friend request. Would you confirm or delete the friend request? No, I delete it for sure. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I want nothing to do with you. You wiped your you. ass with a with a with a ply of uh, a leaf. Yeah, no, yeah. no, a thousand percent, Logan, for sure. Yeah, I'm accepting it yeah. without question. Thank we, you so without much. Without hesitation, because uh, fun fact about Austin. Uh, and I can't believe I just used myself as a third person. Jeez, what a what a douchebag! Fun fact about Austin: he's a douchebag. Um, I the I what did I do? I uh, or, or I have in my friend request right now. There's probably like 180 people in there right now because if I don't know the person and they request to be my friend, I leave them pending. Yeah. If if I know it's spam, I delete it immediately. If um if it's someone that and this this is very rare case but if it's someone I don't want to be friends with then I just delete it um yeah. but uh but so th- I have a lot of people pending right now okay you would be a it you would be an immediate accept I would accept yeah. you immediately yeah. fast track fast yes. track fast friend you're a fast yes. friend absolutely. <laughs> Uh, if you're listening at home and Austin and I are hanging out for the first time, um, you should tell us what we should do the first time we hang out. You can text us at 872-267-2735 or hit either of us up on social media. Austin, do you want to tell people where they can find you on social media um, and follow you? Yes, at Austin Huff uh, on Instagram and on Twitter. Uh, I'm I'm always on Twitter, so you can always hit me up on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Great and, follow, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. I I appreciate that. Um, yeah. yeah, it's uh yeah, so just hit me up on either of those socials as well. Um and follow uh Cork Bats if you like sports uh and pop culture. Yes. Awesome. Austin, thanks so much for coming on, man. It was great to have you. I'm sorry I talked to you your damn ear off uh and it's way past your bedtime, but No, I think I talked your uh, damn ear off. Uh <laughs> if you if you took your headphones off, they would just be flat. Yeah. Like there'd yeah. be no ears there cuz they 
uh, talked off. But no, Logan, thank you for having me, man. I appreciate it. This has been a lot of fun and uh, great getting to know you and uh, getting a new friend on Facebook. Absolutely. Who, who can't use more of those? Have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Fast Friends Podcast. Don't forget to join us next week for an all-new episode. Go ahead and hit subscribe so you don't miss it. You can follow me on Twitter at Logan Cummins. And if you have a suggestion on someone that I should be friends with, go ahead and let me know at fastfriendspodcast.com.